In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. On this Christmas Eve, holy, silent night, I invite you to consider with me the lives of the shepherds, keeping watch over their flock that night. And though you are very different from them, separated by nearly 2,000 years of vastly different culture and vocation, you are very similar to those shepherds in at least three key ways. First, there they were tending to their flocks on a darkened grassy hill doing the same job they've done day after day after day, year after year after year, asking themselves the same questions again and again. Are they all here? Are they all accounted for? Are they safe? Are they protected? Are they well-nourished, fed, hydrated? And then in one brief moment, their lives suddenly changed. The glory of the Lord shone around them. The angels filled the skies, and they see the babe lying in a manger. How things can change in a moment in life. One day you're thinking about what you've always been thinking about, and the next, life is drastically different. Written 200 years ago, this verse from Abide With Me sums up this year fairly well. Swift to its close ebbs out life's little day. Earth's joys grow dim, its glories pass away. Change and decay in all around I see. O thou who changest not, abide with me. Some changes and decay we all experience together in 2020. But there's far more change and decay which only you and your family have seen privately. When you sit down around your table, a change and decay is all too evident. Your loved one's no longer there, and instead, change and decay sits in their seat. It causes the joys of the heart to grow dim and the glories of this world to pass away. And in these ways, we have experienced sudden change in profound and deep ways, just like the shepherds. And in the second way in which we're similar to the shepherds this night, when those sudden changes come upon them, they were immediately filled with fear. Fear of what's happening. Fear of what happens next. 
fear of what might have happened in the past, but we don't know about it yet. Filled with fear. Fear floods in all around them and grips, it grips every heartbeat, every minute of sleepless night, every anxious breath. And without an angelic host filling the sky to direct our immediate gaze, we look rather and run around looking in all the wrong places for our fears to be relieved. We scrolled social media in record numbers this year. We we turned on our TVs more often. We sought relief in the city of man. And under every rock that we turned, we only found more change and decay and newfound fears. Fear paralyzes the soul. It grabs a hold of faith and it begins chipping away. It freezes our love for one another and for God. Fear pulls life and love right out of our bones and replaces it with suffering and hopelessness. And in many and various ways, we all experienced this same emotion that the shepherds experienced as well. During World War II, a former atheist who eventually converted to Christianity, he wrote the following after hearing of his father's death. What can I make of so much suffering? It's like a raw wound for which there is no adequate relief. We have been conditioned, like most of this world, who are always in the presence of war, disease, pain, starvation, suffering, plague, death. You try to avoid it at all, if you can, but you must eventually reach the point where you can't avoid it all anymore. So you try to stupefy yourself so that it doesn't hurt much, but you will always have to take it, and it will devour you in the end. Indeed, he writes, the truth that many people never understand until it is too late is that the more you try to avoid suffering, the more you suffer, because smaller and more insignificant things begin to torture you in proportion to your fear of being hurt. The one who does most to avoid suffering is in the end the one who suffers the most. It becomes one's entire existence in life. And in these ways, of fear and suffering and change, we are very similar to the shepherds. Which is why what God did on this night, 2,000 years ago, matters to us. And not to us only, but to the whole world. Because this world, it wasn't just so-so, and God had to come and make it a little bit better of a place to live. But he came here because the world which he had created had lost its way entirely. And he saw that you had lost your way entirely. He saw you freely participating in the change and, and the decay of this world and chasing after your own ungodly passions, and running away from him with reckless abandonment, and after every guilty pleasure seeking something other than him to fill your soul in your life. 
trying to get everything you could out of this out of this life by your own selfish desires, avoiding suffering at every cost and every turn, loving yourself above all others, even God, and thereby you had fashioned for yourself a joyless prison, for all you were really doing was living in such an unfulfilling way that only brought more fear and suffering and despair. So God came down among us on this holy night to rescue us from these ways. And his arrival proves that he is not against us, but for us. And in his Son, we see the third and final and most significant way that we are no different than those shepherds this night. That the change and the fear, the questions and the, de- and the decay, they're all used by the Lord to draw them to his son. To see the babe born in a manger. It's here where your life is most similar not only to the shepherds, but along with Mary and Joseph, Peter and Paul, and the men, women, and children that we meet throughout the scriptures, whose every change, and through all the decay all around them, which their eyes could only see, and all the fears which came with them, God used them all to draw you back to your Savior, the one born in Bethlehem, so that you may know God's love, that he may abide with you and set you free. For thus says the Lord, I form light and create darkness. I make well-being and create calamity. I am the Lord who does all these things. Every cross you bear, all change and decay you see, every fearful prayer, all the heartache of this year, bitterness and turmoil, All that God has suddenly brought upon you this year, even when you sought them not, was it not to draw you unto himself, to bring you back to his son, your savior, the babe born in Bethlehem. For God is love, and in his love, he does all things, works all things, uses all things, not for your harm, but for your good to draw you near to himself, to abide with you and to fill you with every good thing, to save you and to redeem you, to sustain you and to rescue you. So we celebrate what God has given us this night, and not only this night, but this year of 2020. Every cross, all change and decay. For unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And at the right time, in the fullness of time, while we were still sinners and stuck in our fears and in the change and decay of this world, Christ died for you on Calvary's cross. And it is to his cross and in his wounds that we have been drawn to find everlasting life, the forgiveness of all of our sins, and a peace that surpasses all human understanding and joy. For Christ died. Christ has risen from the dead.
and your Savior now sits at the right hand of the Father, and he has always been, and is right now, and will always work all things together for your good. Therefore with the shepherds, and Mary and Joseph, and all the heavenly host, and all the company of heaven, and indeed with the whole world this night, we rest in the one who changes not, who reigns over all things and is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and who works all things, especially in 2020 and in the years to come, for your good. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.